<laughs> breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> How PMT does the breaking moves where ours is breaking news. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, catch these sign sound bites. <laughs> Do it. I like that. I like that. Alright, we ready to go? Yep. Spin. Jake. Alright. Welcome back to episode 47 of the second unit. Oh, Jesus. Let's start that over. <laughs> Cut that. Uh, I hit the mic. I hit the mic. That was on me. Cut that. All right. Ready to go? Welcome back to episode 47 of the second unit podcast. My name is Zach Parsons. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Bond and Alex Saban, with producer Ben on the ones and twos. Today, we are going to do our full Super Bowl preview with all of the props you can imagine. We're going to talk about all that. Um, where uh, the Grammys were last night. So we have a few takes about that. We need to get off our chest. And then Jake has a dissertation that he is going to share with us uh, later on in the show that I'm, I'm excited for. He specifically asked in the group chat today for a solo three-minute spot on the podcast. So get ready for that. Um, unfortunately, we have to start this podcast off on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Chubbs oh, Peterson, Chubbs. Uh, Alex, our friendship, uh, our our friendship, I would say, was built on Clay Aiken and Happy Gilmore, as most friendships do. Yeah, um, that's where they all start. So, so I know, I know, Carl Weathers was a big, you know, big person for you in your life. What is your favorite Chubbs Peterson scene? Um, God, that's hard to pick on the spot. <laughs> I have no idea. The damn alligator bit my hand damn, off. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. They wouldn't let me play on the pro tour no more. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Because you're black? Hell no. Damn alligator bit my head. Yeah. And yeah. that that's always yeah. Bad. So that was that was really sad. It was uh <laughs> it, it that fucked me up more than I thought it would, especially since he was just in a commercial for FanDuel or something like that. He was that. supposed to be yeah, in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. It was like the kick of destiny. It was yeah. like Gronk. Yeah. So So they had to do that. Uh also we're in the trust tree here and no one's listening, right? So I can share something with you guys? Yes. Okay. Uh Hand up. I had no idea Carl Weathers was Apollo Creed. I, I didn't either. Also, had okay, no good. Idea. Thank God. I've okay. never seen any of the Rocky movies. Which, I didn't either. Which is insane because that has to be what he's most well. Oh yeah, hundred percent for, for everyone. Sure. But in our stupid brains, it's like, oh, that's Chubbs Peterson. Like that's on, Chubbs. on Twitter, everyone was like, "R.I.P. Apollo Creed," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Happy Gilmore wasn't even getting mentioned. No, and I was like, "No, wow, that's weird." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly, and that's insane. And I feel like my dumb brain is so full of little knowledge trivia mm-hmm. tidbits like that that i am appalled that yeah. i had no idea i thought i was gonna get roasted i mean i'm nope. be honest no. with you nope. i had no idea we, he was we literally Creed. are the same stupid people yeah okay great perfect so well i'm sure the listeners are going to be like oh these guys are morons the biggest one of the biggest movie franchises of all time none of them have ever seen it i guess yeah, i can see your dad being a big rocky guy do you like the rockies i think you like the rockies yeah, yeah. so you know yeah. number one he's chubbs number two he recently was in uh, the mandalorian so whatever his character oh, yeah. The Mandalorian was. is. I was like, oh look, it's Chubbs in the Mandalorian. So he's yeah. not even. And actually, at third, best, he's third. As no, Apollo third. Creed. Oakland Raider. Oakland Raider. Well, didn't he play for the Raiders? Oh, he played. He played in the league. I don't know what team he played. Yeah, for. I think he played. I, I know nothing about this man. He's yeah. just Chubbs. Peterson. He played. He played two seasons in the NFL, I believe, yep. for the Raiders. Okay, so R.A.P. Legend. Uh, let's move on to the Super Bowl. Big game coming up. Are we going to get copyright struck for saying Super Bowl? The big I don't game. Know. The big game. I have no idea. <laughs> We aren't. Um, let's start off with, I want to hear from all of you guys, non-football, 
What is your favorite Super Bowl item to eat at a Super Bowl party? Mm. Jake. Uh, it's super basic, but it hits every time for me, and it's buff chick dip. Mm-hmm. I love a good buff, buff chick dip, pretzels, tortilla chips, uh, pita bread things, mm. I'll, any, celery. I'll yeah. get a buff chick dip. It is the best thing. I'll take any receptacle you can give to give me to get buff chick yeah. dip. Yeah, buffalo chicken dip is a good is, – is like the – you know what you're getting with buffalo chicken dip right. every yep. time. It's great. It's never going to let you down. Nope. Alex, how about you? Uh, I love a good chicken wing – yeah. Just chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday. But um, it would be a nice little shout out. I believe, Jake, your wife makes the little weenies. Yeah, uh, the weenies are uh, good. Yeah. Little weenies. She makes them killer. Those Great. Little weenies. Super Bowl little snack. Little weenies. Just and have about 100 of those yeah. out of the little crock pot. Ben, do you, have, do you have any particular favorites? Super Bowl snacks? Nothing in particular. Everything, Honestly, yeah, everything, everything. <laughs> Whatever's on the table, yeah. it's going in my Whatever mouth. Whatever fine charcuterie, adult lunchable can be presented that day. I mean, you're in. I'm in. All right, I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a buffalo wings guy as well. Uh, but I also enjoy a good like uh, like a mozzarella stick or a, with some marinara sauce. You know, something like that as well. Very excited. Honestly, one of the best parts of the Super Bowl is just all the food that gets consumed. So I'm very excited about that. Do Do we have plans for the Super Bowl? I'm watching with my parents. Yeah, I'm just watching at home. I want to go small group settings. Since last year I hosted the big group thing, I'm just watching at home. So somebody asked me today, like, oh, what are you doing yeah. for the Super Bowl? And I was like, that's a great question. So I figured, what better time to decide than right now? Somebody want to invite me to a Super Bowl party? You want to come over to my parents' house? My phone number is 317-507. You want to come to my parents' house? Maybe. Okay. Hey, I Dad. Nothing else. Alex is coming over on Sunday. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on to the actual analysis of the big game. Uh, I think we all have some fun props that we want to talk about. The best part of the Super Bowl is always the props as well, like love betting props. Uh, Jake, let's start with you. You said you had one that you really liked. Yeah, I got, gonna... well, I'm going to be betting at least two, the two that I'm going to share with the group. I love betting the coin toss. Yeah. I'm going to bet tails. Tails never fails. Oh, I have heads on mine. That Fuck. sucks. Um, also another Somebody's one. Somebody's going to be happy. Yeah. One that I really like that I think actually has value. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. This is an idiot bet, but I don't care. I'm going to bet it. Final score to have occurred to have occurred as past Super Bowl final score. So the final score has to be the same as any other of the past oh. Super Bowls. Yes is plus 410. And I see value there. And I'm going to bet that. I like that. Yeah. That is fun. I enjoy that. Alex, do you have any that you or I can go if you want? Uh, to go no, next? I've got a couple. Okay. I, I really like what will happen first for okay. each team, either punt or score points. Um, I really like punt both ways. Minus 112 for okay. the Chiefs, minus 114 for the Niners. That makes sense. Just, you know, it, it's a big game. Yep. Lights are bright. Mm-hmm. You're going to come out a little slow. Yep. Probably not going to be. Maybe a three and out. Maybe yeah. a first down. You're probably just punt. not going to come yeah. out with your very best. It's, you know, a little, little scary in the Super Bowl. And then uh, I also, a big punt guy, apparently, result of the first punt is either a fair catch or not a fair catch. That's going to be a fair catch. Plus. 235. Oh, what I happens? Like that. That's great value. What happens if there's a turnover? It's not a fair catch then. Well, I mean, on the first bet, so like points or punts, they're just not accounting for like turnover. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be if they don't punt on yeah. the first. It's just oh, okay. So what will happen first? No punt points. Points or, or no points. points. Yeah. Okay. But what if they don't punt? That's all I'm saying. No, what if but it's then a pick? it would just be nothing. You it think just, so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just says which will happen first: a punt or scoring points. So they say, will you score points before you punt? Or will you have to punt yeah. before you score points? I like that. Um, and then I have one last one that I don't know where I'm going with it yet, but they have a prop for next-gen stats 
of who will be the fastest ball that. carrier in the game. No yeah. shit. That will be so fun. Who's what the heavy honest? favorite? Yeah. So the favorite is so like Debo probably. Debo at plus six ten. Wow. That's so the favorite. No matter one. no matter where you go, you're gonna get good value on that one. That's a good point. But yeah, there's like all kinds of guys. Mahomes is on there at plus eighteen hundred. That's not. It's not going to be him. Uh, like but the Rice, I think. There's. I, I like Marquez Valdez. Uh, that's if, point. if the best odds is plus six hundred, if we just pick the top five guys, wouldn't we like almost automatically win? No, no, because then uh, another person would win and we would lose all of it. So also, so on these next, I don't know, <laughs> man. It's it kind of. What's MVS on that? Can you can you find his odds on there? On these plus eleven twenty. On these like next that. gen stats, does that like let's say Valdez Scantling runs a go and drops the ball, does he still get like the it's speed? Fastest offensive ball carrier. Okay, so, so they have, have to have, have the ball in your hands. Mm, maybe not speed. MVS yeah. then. So it's gotta be somebody who's gonna have a little breakaway touchdown. Yeah. So Debo kind of situation. Debo is I like Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is good too. Yeah. I like that. I I'm, I'm leaning towards Brandon Ayuk, I think. Okay. There's no real he's reason he's plus seven thirty. Okay. But that'll be a fun one wherever yeah. you go with that. Uh, okay, I have um, <laughs> okay. I have a lot on here. I'm only going to share a few. Four that I've bet already. Already placed these <laughs> wagers. The, the money's down. Yeah. Will an offensive lineman score a touchdown? Yes, for, uh, 40 to 1. So any offensive lineman I touchdown, 40 to 1. I don't hate that at all. Uh, Christian McCaffrey to have 30-plus rushing yards within a quarter at least three times. So he has to have 30 rushing yards in at least three quarters. So like. 30 in the first quarter, 30 in the second, and 30 in the fourth. Yep, and I win. That's 11 to 1. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy over three and a half rush attempts, plus 124. Wow. He's going to run four times. Uh, he was running a good amount last Yeah. Time. And then <laughs> this is a long shot. Uh, this is a first touchdown, 45 to 1. Noah Gray, first touchdown, Kansas City Chiefs, backup okay. tight end. Uh, so I bet all of those. I kind of like Kyle Juszczyk anytime touchdown, eight to one. I feel like the Super Bowl is the time where, you know, oh shit. Ah. Hold on. Yeah. Are we uh, good? I, my headphones are out. Hello. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone good? Yep. Okay. Uh, check 80. Uh, yeah. Eight to one anytime touchdown. Uh, let's see. What else do I have on here? Uh, are we good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> you can bet if there's going to be an octopus. I saw that. Which is you score a touchdown and get the two-point conversion. Same player has to. Same player has to. Okay. 14 to 1. Um, jersey number of the first touchdown over under 22 and a half. Over. You think over? over. So like Travis, you would get Travis Kelsey. You Who would, else would you get though? You would get uh, Noah Gray. Twenty-two and a, you would get Noah Gray. Kyle Yushek. <laughs> yeah, you would get uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's some dudes there. Yeah. What? Uh, was McCaffrey twenty-three? Yeah. Most of oh, these okay. receivers though now wear under twenty-two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like Debo uh, and IU, running backs. Right. Most of them. Pacheco all under. Valdez Scantling. Uh, MVS longest reception. Talking about MVS earlier. Ten to one on that. So. I could see Patrick Mahomes throwing a 60-yard pass to down, you know, to MVS. Now, will he catch it? Who knows? But <laughs> he used up his good one last week. That's so. a good point. And then I found these offshore. Uh, so <laughs> you're gonna have to go to probably Bovada to bet these. Uh, Alex, to remind everyone what his Super Bowl squares are, unprompted minus six thousand, 
And then I have uh, over under 13 and a half times he's going to bring it up during the Super Bowl party. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it took a minute for my brain to process yeah. what was happening there. Say it again. Read it one more time. Okay. Uh, Alex, to remind everyone what the Super Bowl squares are unprompted, minus 6,000. And then the over under for the total number of times you do it, 13 and a half. How many times I bring, bring it up? Bring up what Super Bowl squares are? Yeah. What you have. What what Super Bowl numbers you have. Because that's, that's a... That's a hit that you like to play sometimes. News to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair Dude, enough. Love me some Super Bowl. Yeah, you do. And then I also have over under, I don't know, Jims. <laughs> over under three and a half. From Tony or from, from me? Tony. Oh. Over. Over. <laughs> so, uh, no, those were fake, obviously. But, Jake, give me your final Super Bowl prediction. Who wins the game? What's the score? Oh, no. All right, I'm going to look like an idiot on mon- next Monday probably. I'm going to bet – or I'm, I'll am i bet it. I think the 49ers win mm-hmm. 23-20. 4 plus 9 is 13. Taylor Swift. Nice. Alex? I think the Niners win 27-23. Some gooby shit's going to – get the score weird 27 23 i'm gonna say the chiefs will win and i'm gonna say it's going to be 21 17 it's the final score so uh yeah it just comes down to me i don't want to bet against patrick mahomes again so i'm just not going to because you know and guess what i'm gonna bet on patrick mahomes now he's not gonna win i'm gonna fucking hate myself but you know (laughs) it's fine what that i'll cross that bridge when we get there um, but yeah, I have a full fucking list of props. I'll post them online. So if anyone's interested in that, um, Jake, do you want to give us your dissertation? Oh, you want to do the IU thing now? Sure. I mean, unless there's any other football stuff we want to talk about, that's all the football stuff I really had. I don't have anything else football right now. Either. Actually, I have a football question for nice. you. I, one more thing, the one more thing podcast, uh, Ben Johnson, I kind of want to talk about it because he didn't take any of the head coaching positions uh, left. It was between the commanders and the Seahawks uh, by the time he was done. And that's fine. And that's a huge gift for the Lions that he's coming back for another year. And that's great for him that he's kind of betting on himself, blah, 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 whatever. I just find it hard to believe that Ben Johnson, a first-year head coach, has like the the balls to turn down a Washington job where it really is the perfect spot for a first year head coach in my opinion. You have new ownership, you have a brand new GM, uh, you have the number two overall pick, and you know you you have assets to to basically get any quarterback if you really want it. And I just don't think it gets better than that. And I think maybe Ben Johnson, if he has a bad year in Detroit, he's going to all of a sudden not have a head coaching job next year because Belichick and Vrabel are all out there, you know, for the next cycle. And the enemy is going to be out there for the next cycle. And it's like, you know, this is a big year for Ben Johnson. If he fucks it up, he, you know, Byron Leftwich a few years ago was a hot head coaching name, had one bad year in Tampa Bay, got fired. Now he's out of the NFL. 
So it's like it, it, life comes at you fast, and I'm just I am just warning Ben Johnson, don't get too big for your britches. I also don't think the Seattle job is that bad either, and it's not really even anything on the football field. It's just that I think Seattle has like a really good market for football. I think their fan base has been great. Mm-hmm. I think that Seattle rallies around that team. I don't understand why you would like not want to go yeah. there. It's not like the command. The Commanders have been a dumpster fire previously. Now I understand all the new stuff. Yeah. But also a name, I mean, Kingsbury might be a head coach next year if, like, they do get the first pick. They do get Caleb Williams. They yeah. do play really well. All yeah, of a sudden, maybe. you're looking Yeah, that's like, another name. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's... So, I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. I... <sighs> I mean, he's the one in the room that's interviewing for these jobs and then turning them down. So it's hard to say like he's an idiot for not doing that. But I do get where you're coming from. I think that I would have taken one of these jobs yeah. as well if I was him. I would have taken the Washington job so quick because, yeah, I mean, I just think it's a good job. Do you have any thoughts yeah. on that? Well, what was the whole thing? I saw like headlines. I didn't actually read into the article, but he said that they they were like basketball guys over in Washington, is in he Washington. talking about like the ownership? Yes. Yeah, because Josh Harris owned the 76ers. Yeah. And yeah. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it is interesting, but I guess if it's not, if you didn't like how the interview went, like if you don't want to. That's true. Work I mean, that's him, fine. You don't want to work for him, I guess. But also, just don't say anything, though. There's no reason to like get right. your name in all this drama for no reason. Yeah. And it's just weird to see it. Like, it's easy for me to sit here and say, like, oh, yeah, if I interviewed for a job and I like didn't like the way you know, they were running the company or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, so of course you wouldn't want to work for them. It's just weird to see it on this big of a scale. Yeah, of 100%. NFL football, you have an opportunity to be a head coach and you're <laughs> saying no. Yeah. Feels a little weird. But yeah. I, I don't know. That was just, that was just strange to me. And all of his biggest complaints were stuff he should have known going into the interview anyway. So why even accept an interview? Right. Uh, and then also I- did I see today be enemies out? Be enemies out in Washington. Kingsbury's in. Kingsbury's in, yeah. So now the speculation is starting that the commanders are going to give, you know, send a godfather offer to the Bears for the number one pick since Cliff and Caleb are boys. So I mean, he he was at USC last year. Yeah, does the enemy end up back in Kansas City or I I I saw I tweeted uh, the thing, retweeted it today, and said I bet he's on the sideline Sunday. It wouldn't surprise me if he's on the sideline Sunday at all because that's another guy, big head coaching name Mm -hmm. over the last couple years. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. could easily just fall by the wayside now. I don't yeah. know. There are some weird things about being enemy, though. People, I think the league doesn't look so highly on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, as a head head coach. Yeah. He was the one that the team was like, went to Ron Rivera and was like, yeah. hey, we don't. Yeah. He was coaching them too hard. We don't fuck hard. with the enemy. What's yeah. going on? Uh, and then the last NFL story I have is uh, new Panthers head coach, Dave Canales. <laughs> I, I tell you what, uh, my man here... Very good for him that he has this head coaching opportunity. Good looking guy. Great looking guy. <laughs> Problem is, once you're in the spotlight, everyone's going to find out your secrets. And everyone found out that he wrote a book uh, with his wife, co-wrote a book about the time he cheated on his wife and published it. So, uh, Ben, if you Yo, could, if what? you could just Google Dave Canales book for me, uh, it's on. Uh, yeah, it's called This Marriage, The Question That Changed Everything by Dave and Lizzie Canales. Uh, so, yeah, so that 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 came out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know if I would take a head coaching job if this was out there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. He put it out. The there, book's though. already out he there. Did. Yeah. yeah. 
but everyone knows about it now. <laughs> oh, it has a forward by Tony Dungy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that was the funniest part. And then look at the honestly uh, taking the job. These the sales of this book are probably through the roof right now. Probably. I want to read it. The tagline was this mayor. It was a story of infidelity, binge drinking, addiction. I'm hooked. Okay. I want in. Should we do a book club for Dave Canales' yes, book? Absolutely. Okay. Are we all going to buy the book and actually read it? Sure. Okay. How about, how about we get together once a week and we do like an audio book and we just listen to it? Okay, fine. I'm in. Hopefully Dave Canales is the one reading it. What's that? <laughs> so there's an Amazon review. Two, three stars. I've been cheating on my wife for years and personally I'd rather confess than read this again. <laughs> Oh, this just wasn't incredible. for me. The God part threw me a bit. Pretty oh. sure God was the one that pushed Dave to cheat in the first <laughs> place. So it makes sense he would be forgiven. I just wonder when he was cheating, how many times are you ready to go deeper at any cost came up in the heated throes of passion. But I digress. The only reason why the only reason why I don't believe there is a God is because nobody, nobody, Nobody. I think he means no deity. Oh, no deity would give a poor woman that big of a forehead. Holy shit! God, Michael hated that book. Should uh, should this become a weekly thing? We just read silly reviews. I'm down. This is a crazy thing. But yeah, I'm all in on seeing what this uh, seeing what this book is. Yeah. So there's that. That that was actually the last NFL story I had. Okay, that's a great story. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get into your your uh, dissertation here, Jake. Well. Saturday, huge day of college basketball, huge day. We had Duke-UNC play. UNC came out on top at home. We had Kentucky and Tennessee play in a battle of two top tens. Before you keep going, did you write a monologue? No, not really a monologue. Okay. I just okay. have like notes. Okay, perfect. All right, great. Um, and Tennessee won that game. Big big game on the road for them. That was they, a good one. They are kind of proving that they're going to be a, tr- a true team to beat here in the in the tournament i think Tennessee. Dalton connects a motherfucker the problem with them is they couldn't really score and they put up 103 points in this game mm-hmm. uh so huge game for them and then kansas beat houston at home they another the shit out of them that wasn't even close so we had three top 10 matchups on saturday it was a great college basketball day uh and the and the whole saturday kind of kicked off with iu yeah our beloved uh indiana the national um the national brand that is iu blue I mean, blood Everybody that's a fan of IU, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this this monologue. I get it, but I mean, Indiana is a national brand. You hear the national media talk about Indiana. Indiana has the history of five national championships. Uh, one of them came before World War II ended, but we won't talk about that. And the other one was in 1953. Um, the most recent one, 37 years ago, we're mm-hmm. coming up on the 40 year anniversary. So some of these kids that are getting recruited now, their parents almost don't remember it. Probably <laughs> fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I don't know how much uh, talk we can put into these five national championships, but let's dive into it a little bit. So Indiana played Penn State at home on Saturday. Yeah. Penn State coming into the game was 10 and 11, four and six. Bad team. And Big Ten play, bad team. Uh, you're at home. The Hall of Calls, Assembly Hall, the, the hollowed grounds that is Assembly Hall at IU Bloomington. And what do you do? You lay an egg, you're down 20, and you end up losing this game by 16 to a team that is... 14. They only lost by 14. 14, sorry, to a team that is not a good basketball school. This is a football school. Um, Indiana's not a football school. We can't claim that. True. So They're not a football school. We should be doing good at basketball, so we, we lose there. And that got me thinking. It got me really thinking. Are they a soccer school? Is, what, is that what you're yeah, thinking? Yeah, they're very good. Soccer. They're yeah. not good at baseball. I yeah. just good at baseball. Um, it just got me thinking about 
if I were an IU fan, I'm not an IU fan, I would be sick of the mediocrity that's been coming out of this program for the last 40 years. That's yeah. all that's all I'm, that's what spurred this. And so you can hate me for this take all you want. You need to demand more out of your program if you're an Indiana fan. Since 2016-2017 against their number 1 rival Purdue, mm-hmm. in-state rival, you have to beat this team. They're 3 and 11. Oh god, he's got stats and notes. <laughs> All time against Purdue, if you want to go all time, they're 92 and 126. So I don't, is this a rivalry at this point? If you're down 34 games to your all time rival, three and 11 in the last six, seven years? As someone, to cut you off real quick, as someone that is part of one of those rivalries and also on the other side of it, it's still a rivalry. Rivalry. Bears Packers. Of course, it's always a rivalry. That's why it's a huge thing that you need to be beating Purdue. And this year, at home, Hall of Calls, Hallowed Grounds, it is Assembly Hall, like I mentioned before, 87 to 66 wasn't a game dominated yeah. at home didn't look good they got it down to 10 at one point and everybody thought they were going to win lose by 21 now let's get dig deep a little bit even deeper yeah let's stats, get okay? deeper let's get deeper i'm so glad i didn't go to the school <laughs> indiana's last final four was in 2002 22 years ago was the last time they made any kind of deep tournament run shout out uh uh who was on that calvert cheney no uh, um oh my god that's right. You can't remember any of the players because this was my so co- goddamn long ago. <laughs> my cousin Eric is fucking screaming at his radio right it's now. Insane. He's a diehard basketball fan. Or IU in basketball my defense, fan, so. I was a Purdue kid at that time in life. I just off the top of my head should know. Was that that wasn't Bracy, right? He was after that. Yeah. Anyways, know. continue. All right. You two were both born in '92. I was born in '93, so I chose '93. Since 1993, IU has been a six. Six in 30 years, Sweet 16s. Now, that's not even asking that much to make it to the Sweet 16 in these years. When you're a national brand, you should be recruiting better. Go ahead. Who, it was Jared it. Jeffries. Jared yeah. Jeffries. Jared yeah, Jeffries. Nice. IU legend. Born in Bloomington. Went to Bloomington. Yep. So, 93 in 30 years, six Sweet 16s is just unacceptable. Even in the years you guys were good with Oladipo and Zeller, those teams made it to the Sweet 16s and were ousted early. As a one seed. Thank you. Against Syracuse. And the zone. It's hard to beat the zone. It is hard to beat the zone. Can't figure Especially it out. Especially in March. The Bayheim 2-3 zone is hard to beat. And so, Mike, Mike Woodson. Yeah. Last point. Lauded is the savior of this program. He's going to come in and turn it around. And I, I kind of bought into that too. I thought Mike Woodson would, would come in and turn this around. In the last two years, both of their tournament exits has ended by more than 15-point losses. And you're, you, you went to the round of 32 one year and you got ousted in the first round another year. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, that's all I'm saying is you can hate me for the I I, you hate if you want to view it that way. This team is mediocre as hell, and we need to figure that out. If you need, if you want to look, there's another team in Indiana that has been to two national championships in the last 13 years, and Purdue. I get it. They haven't had tournament success, but they're winning the Big Ten almost every year, and they're going to be a number one seed again this year. Yeah. No, so, I agree. Everything you said is spot on. I agree with you 100%. If I was an IU fan, just I'd look be in the mirror if you're an IU fan and tell yourself, is this, is this what the best we can really be? And look at this. Ben's looking up Indiana State, who just had another big win. They're 19 and three. They're going to be the tournament darlings, potentially. So I also, yeah, and that's, I wanted to transition into Indiana State and Robbie Avila. And they're number one in the Mo Valley right now. So as long as they win their conference tournament, they're going to be in. And this is a team. I've watched a handful of their games this year that you can never really count out. That Drake game was bad. Towards the end, they just shit the bed. They should, that game should, should have never even been that close. <clears throat> but uh, they just have dudes that make plays, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, yeah, 
you should start watching Indiana basketball, Indiana State basketball. My apologies. And the reason I had to do this monologue in <laughs> February, if you're asking, is because I, this team won't be around in March when I could do the monologue. They're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament, and there's no shot they're going to win the Big Ten tournament. So sorry I couldn't do this in March because your team's not going to be here. You're going to be playing for the NIT. The is N- that what you want? The NIT used to be better than the national championship. Used to. Remember that? People don't forget. People don't forget. Real, real ones now. No, that was good. I agree with you uh, 100%. And uh, yeah, I think I think all IU fans deep down agree with you as well. So I uh, hate them. They stink. <laughs> yeah, they need to learn to recruit shooting better. They need to um, play Anthony Leal more. They, yeah, it's, it's interesting roster const- uh, construction to say the least. Because I believe... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in that Penn State game, they they had a lineup that consisted of Kalelware and Baco, like Malik Renew, Malik Renew and yeah. then two shooting guards. They had no true point guard, and right. it was like with you know six minutes left in the game, like you know you need and you're using shooting guard. Yeah, liberally. you need it. They can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, fair. And I like Trey Galloway, but I would you want him as your third or fourth guard, not as yeah. Someone. You want him as your like seventh man. He's yeah. like the Will Sheehy of the yeah. guys when we. And were he's good. I, I like Trey right. Galloway, but yeah, you're right. He's he's not he's not a starting shooting guard in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, I, the problem I use running into is they're probably still paying Archie. So it's right. not like they can, unless, you know, Mark Cuban drops another bag and can buy out Woodson. I think you're kind of just stuck with Woodson for the next couple of years, bring which back, sucks. Bring back Kelvin Sampson. I don't care. I never should have fired Sampson. That was the worst thing to ever have in IU basketball was them firing Kelvin Sampson because what he's done at Houston is, incredible. is awesome. That team probably could have won a championship if Marcus Sasser doesn't go down. Yeah, 100%. And Mark Sasser, very good in the NBA. He's had a right. very good year for the Pistons. Jairus Walker on that team. Yeah. Like, that was a good team. Yeah, big time. So, do Parsons, do you think IU has any shot of making the tournament this year? No. Unfortunately not. What that if, Penn State game was the game that's going to kill you. What if they go into West Lafayette and beat Purdue I don't by think some it, miracle? I don't think it'll matter. We can do the what if game all you want, but they're going to lose by 30. I think if you beat Purdue, it, uh, you, you have to win the Big Ten, I think. The Big Ten tournament. Maybe if you rattle off a few big wins here at the end and you like make a little run in the tournament, you can sneak in. Maybe. Look at these games. Tell me which games they're going to win. At Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State's not very good. No, but it's on the road. Okay. At Purdue? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. Versus Northwestern? Northwestern's Ooh, really good this year. Ah, there are only two wins above us. Casey Tomaniga for Nebraska, one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen. He almost single-handedly beat Illinois. Nebraska's Dude, having, is that that Japanese kid? Yeah, he's so good. That guy's insane. He, he kicked IU's ass yeah. when we played them. <laughs> Nebraska's pretty good this nuts. year. Yeah. Uh, now, Nebraska was at home last time, so maybe you win that game. At Penn State is a winnable game, even though you just lost to him at home. <laughs> Prank. Versus Wisconsin's a loss. At Maryland is, is a winnable game. Minnesota is better than people think. And Michigan State's not very good. You could win three more Big Ten games, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, <laughs> before we get uh, – I have a few random uh, other sports stories that I just want to run by you, and then we'll get into the Grammys. How's that sound? Yeah, love it. Cal Ripken Jr., part of the team or group that bought the Baltimore Orioles, which I thought was very cool that, you know, probably the most famous Baltimore Oriole now owns the team. And it got me thinking – which former athlete would you like to see purchase your favorite team? Oh, so easy for me. Go ahead. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. 100%. Yeah. Uh, 
no, no offense to the Ursays. I, I love the Ursays. I'll back them all day. It, oh, I, we know. It'd be great to have them off my hands. And I, Peyton Manning, I think, is the obvious answer for me because none of my other teams have like poor ownership. Yeah. The Simons are fine for the Pacers. The DeWitts are fine. And the DeWitts are fine. And yeah, that's about it. So Peyton Manning. Okay. How about you? Do you do you have anyone? I would cut off one of my fingers for Frank Thomas to own the Chicago White Sox. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. That just would be yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf can fuck yeah. right. Like I would I would cut off my finger just to let anybody mm-hmm. that's not Jerry right. He's got to be the team. top five worst owners of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but if it was Frank Thomas, that would be fucking awesome. But Jerry Reinsdorf that. owns the Bulls and the White Sox. It's crazy. Yep. Must be nice. And then uh, <laughs> who's the guy that used to own the Rams or does Cronky? He owns like six so, professional sports teams. Insane. Have you read this? There's like weird bylaws. Like the NFL is has a law where you can't own other professional sports teams. So technically his wife owns the Nuggets. Like he owns the Rams. His uh, wife owns the Nuggets. His son owns like his MLS team, that kind of stuff. But he owns it all. But he owns it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he is super wealthy from being a real estate manager. And then she is a Walmart heiress. So they Pretty have good. infinite money. Pretty good. Wow. Infinite yeah. money glitch. No. Crazy. Wow. Marry the woman that was the daughter of the guy that invented Walmart. All right. I'll, I'll try that. That's I don't life know. Advice. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that life <laughs> yeah. advice. Uh, does, does Jeff Bezos have a daughter? Oh, maybe. I don't know. His don't know. ex-wife is free and she has a lot of money. True. How do you mean his <laughs> ex-wife is free? Yeah, that wording felt weird. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, just free of the wrath of Jeff Yeah, fair. Okay, okay <laughs> there you go. Free Good call. From <laughs> Good call. Uh, oh, God. Patrick Mahomes Sr. pulled oh. over DWI in Texas. I've seen articles saying this is his third third DWI, and I've also seen saying it's at least his sixth. So um, our boy has a drinking problem, and that whole family is just so fucked up. You birth, unfortunately. You have a Jackson Mahomes. That'll give you a drinking problem. Yeah, well, good point, but it was just... Just sucks. It sucks that your son's playing in the biggest game of his life in a week and you're fucking getting DWIs in Texas. Like, and it, I'm not the one to tell anybody about drinking less, but when Fair. you have that much, like, he was a pro- professional athlete himself. Pitcher. His son has a billion dollars yep. at least. Yep. I do not understand why these people don't hire drivers. And if you're not going to pay to hire a driver, pay for fucking Uber. We all can afford Uber. Like, I don't understand. The four of us can afford the, Uber. Like, getting, Mahomes senior. Like, if you Uber. know you're going to go somewhere and drink, don't drive there. Yeah. Like, don't even play that game of, oh, I hope I don't drink too much and not be able to drive. Like, I just cannot understand how people can't be that smart about it. Yeah. That you continuously have this problem. It's unreal. Yeah. I agree. With Fuck you. people who drive drunk. I agree. That'd be one of the first... I'd, Driver and a chef, if I was uber rich. Yeah, Those are two time. things I would hire big time. immediately. Uh, and then I don't, I don't know much about the soccer, but uh, Mbappe changing teams. This is a big deal, yes or no, Alex? Yes. Well, big deal, for sure. He's to going, the world, yes. He's yes. going from PSG to Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Right. So he's like completely shifting countries and leagues. So okay. it's definitely a big deal. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, he's French and PSG's a French team. Mm-hmm. So he's leaving the home country to go play in Spain. So, yeah. All right. Good for Mbappe. It's big. And then my last store, uh, one of my last stories, I have two more things really quick. Uh, Tyrese Maxey scoring 51 uh, last week <laughs> and then doing the Wilt Chamberlain paper picture with 51. We're getting a little too liberal with the papers. Uh-huh. For yep. sure. 
we're getting a little, I, I think paper started 70 for me personally. That's if you do 70, say, what, what's the minimum? If you, I, I would agree. If you I, do I 70, 70, that deserves the paper. Yeah. Anything less than 70, 51, whatever. No. Like, like 60 is an incredible game, but I don't think it's worth it. Steph Curry of doing a scored paper. 60 on Sunday. Yeah. There's a 50 once per week. Yeah. Don't so, give me a 50. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I would agree with 70. Yeah. And now this brings us back to a topic we discussed a long time Last ago on year. the show. Someone's going to score 100. Someone's going to score 100. I think yeah. I really believe it. We yeah. um we need to set rules. We're going to come up with the rules. The okay, perfect. Us. Okay. So 70 and above mm-hmm. is paper. paper. Between 50 and 69, you can put it on a post-it note. Ooh, post-it oh, note's good. Post-it note. Put yeah. it on not, forehead. Yeah. You can't give it a big piece of paper, but you can get a little post-it. It's like, hey, I did that. Yeah, but I like just, that. It's not, it's not a full piece. I like that. And then also got me thinking, are we sure Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game? I haven't looked into this. I enough, love this theory. Uh, there's no it video didn't, evidence. It didn't actually, happened. There's no video evidence of him actually scoring 100 points. So I don't know if he actually scored can, 100. Can points. you imagine if he actually didn't and like he, you know, spent the rest of his life like lying about I, it? I fucking got yeah. him. Yeah. Like what an all-time great. I just took a picture. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna write 100 on the paper. Take a picture. Everybody's gonna think yeah. I did it. Everybody's gonna think. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. So I'm on to you, Will. For the record, I'm on to you. <laughs> And then the last one I have, this is kind of a, an interesting story. Paige Van Zant, are you the UFC fighter? Yeah, yeah MMA. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah MMA. UFC, you were yeah. Right, my bad. Um, I saw an interview with her last week, and she said she turned down $50,000 on OnlyFans to cut her hair into a bob haircut, but the guy wanted her to mail the hair to him. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. Wait, a, a random... Creep, yeah, offered her fifty thousand dollars to cut her hair into a bob like haircut, send it to, yeah. What a fucking that guy needs to be locked up, yeah. Also, she's like married to another UFC fighter. Mm -hmm. This is just really weird. See, she has a ton of money because she does this podcast now and she's been on OnlyFans for years. So, I'm sure she she also said that she made more money in the first 24 hours on her OnlyFans than she did in her entire UFC career. That's the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is that those fighters don't get paid that much. No, unless you're like elite of the elite, you're not getting paid that much. I'm more hung up on this guy needing to be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they need to comb through the requests on OnlyFans, and the OnlyFans model should be able to report one person per day, put them in jail, lock them up. That is not normal behavior. It's not normal behavior, but you know, we Menace don't kink shame society. in 2024. I was just about to say, Parsons' catchphrase is don't yuck yums here. We don't yuck yums. We don't kink shame. If your yum is to get a random woman who you don't know's hair sent to you and you're wanting to pay $50,000 for it, you got something going on in your head that you, you should not be out in public. Yeah, what we should talk about is like, this person has way too much money. Yeah. Whoever's doing that. Yeah, big time. <laughs> like, way too much money. Big time. Yeah, that's some like fucking billionaire that just right. like, is a fucking creep and just wants to get his it's rocks Stan off. Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke. Might be. Uh, and that lead, led me to think, how much money would it take for you to do an OnlyFans, Jake? How much money? Yeah. Like yearly? What are we talking yeah. about? Just total? Yeah. I don't know. Like if if I was getting paid like 100% consistently, like 500000 a year, I think I'd do it. I'd agree with that. Alex? Can it just be like feet? Sure. Is that a thing? Sure. If it's just pictures of my feet, you wouldn't have to pay that, that yeah, much. But you're not. 
you're not. I don't doing. want my face on. I don't want people actually seeing. I don't me. think. I don't think you have to worry about the face. Is what they're was what they're there for for OnlyFans, but okay, right. I don't want you okay. to see me. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, all right. Oh, was you creep? <laughs> what a fucking insane society that yeah, we live in. Yeah, it's, crazy. This is a thing. It's very weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest about this before we move on? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, the Grammys were last night. I watched all three and a half hours of it. It was incredible television start to finish. It was the first award show I've I've watched in full in probably two or three years. And I'm back in on the Grammys. Yeah. Um, the big stories of the night, Taylor Swift winning um, album of the year for the fourth time, most ever. Is she the undisputed goat now? We have to talk about that. And then she also announced on April 19th that she is releasing a new album and there was a little bit of internet backlash about how she announced it. I want to get your opinion, Jake. What did, what did you think of how she announced her new album? I love it because listen, Queens stay Queens for Mm -hmm. a reason. Uh, my favorite thing is that all these Swifties, they just, they speculate, they speculate, they try to figure it out. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. My favorite tweet I saw was when Swifties think they have the answers, Taylor Swift changes the question. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. It's like, here's this new album that you guys didn't even know. Also, apparently this album title is a shot at her ex. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Her and Taylor Swift taking a shot at an ex, which is great. I love it. Joe Joe Alwyn and his buddy apparently have a text called the Tortured Man oh, Club, I did see that. and she named her album the Tortured Poets Society, Society or something. Tortured Poets. That's something. that's the funniest thing about uh, department. That's the funniest thing about the Swifties online is that they don't they they get upset when it's like yeah she writes songs about her ex boyfriends, and then but she just does that. So it's like I don't know why people get upset when you call her out for just writing songs about her ex-boyfriends. But anyway, I digress. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Um, she yeah, is it the was, undisputed queen, though. It was, it, was, uh, it was a big night for her. And uh, yeah, she, her first acceptance speech, she, it was just weird for me how she was like, this is my 13th one of these. And it was just like kind of cocky and like weird. That's just because her number's 13. I get that, but like, I don't know. And then she like blew off Celine Dion when she was accepting, uh, you know, the second one. album of the year and all. It, it was just interesting, uh, interesting discourse on, on Twitter last night. Um, Not backstage though. She took a nice picture. Of yeah, that's backstage. true. I did see that. Uh, and then Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs performed Fast Car. And I'm going to be honest with you guys again, Trust Tree, I thought Tracy Chapman died. You're not the only one I saw on the internet that thought that. <laughs> I really thought she was dead. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I I really did. But it was an incredible performance. What did you think, Jake? That was the best performance of the night, 100%. I was shocked because it, they announced it, and then they said it was only Luke Combs performing, mm-hmm. and then she shows up, like, playing the guitar. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I just think she doesn't, like, perform at all anymore. Yeah. A lot of, I love that them performing together put to bed a lot of the rumors that like Luke she Holmes was, was taking yeah. advantage of her and she was pissed about him doing the song because he's a straight white male and she's a queer black female. And that's just, they put it all to rest and that was good. I think it, they, the way that they performed together was awesome too. They kept smiling at each other. It looked like they genuinely loved the, the moment. Mm-hmm. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, uh, for me, I feel like Miley stole, stole the show. She was, uh, Miley still has her fastball in 2024. She performed Flowers for the first time ever on television. It was incredible. Uh, 
had quite I, I enjoyed it a lot had quite the look uh, throughout the night the big uh, the big hairdo she's bringing back and stuff so uh, Miley kicks ass no um, she doesn't she sucks that's my hot take I hate Miley Cyrus wow I'm, I'm out wow. hater she won way too many awards for that song too that song's just okay and the 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 song she went up against way better way better and then she does the whole acceptance speech and she's like classic Miley, not thankful. Just like, I think she ended one of her speech by saying, and I'm not wearing any underwear and then left the stage. It's just, dude, I'm out. Godspeed. I mean, she's more talented than I am, but, but what's different between that and Taylor Swift bragging about how she has 13 Grammys in front of that saying she's not wearing underwear under a dress. Yeah. Is I mean, it it's same? just like, I mean, kind of, yeah. It's yeah. just like, you know, I, I, I think like, it was more about you, the number. Do you like Juan, if, if Taylor Swift said that she wasn't wearing underwear, you would be eating that shit up. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor Swift would never say that though. That's but, not the point. So we're not, but that's not we're the point. We're in this weird like if we're in this weird like if fantasy if, again about if if AI Taylor Swift said that you would be you would be like oh yeah that was so funny. I like Taylor Swift <laughs> right. because she would that's never why. say shit like that. Uh, huh, okay. It's not because I hate Miley Cyrus because everything she stands for and shit and like the way she conducts herself. Okay, do that's you, all I'm saying. Do you wish she would go back to being Hannah Montana? <laughs> I have no. I didn't you watch that. Hannah Montana. You, do you want what? I didn't watch you. You got the limo out front, huh? <laughs> do you want Do you want Miley Stewart and not Miley Cyrus? Who's Miley Stewart? Her character from Hannah Montana. Oh. when she wasn't Hannah, when the oh, wig she had was like off, an alter ego. Yeah, when the wig was off, she was just a regular girl. She had nice. the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> ben, put chill, and I'll right take here. it slow. <laughs> I don't know how. Then Billy, you rock out the show. I really just don't know how Billy Ray hasn't killed himself. <laughs> Hang on. What? Yeah, I said what I said. All right, don't let's, cut it. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Miley Cyrus is above Philadelphia on Jake's shit list. No, Philly's still way higher. Oh man, they're close. They're close. That, just this Miley Cyrus love just comes out of left field for me. Like everybody hated her for a while, then they're back in on her, and I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. I'm. Out. I'm personally I out. I like Miley. I like, yeah, I, I like Miley great. too. She has a cool voice. She's fun. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh. We didn't talk NBA. I guess I skipped that really quick. Embiid is going to miss four weeks with a meniscus injury. Uh, he has oh, been. No. Oh, shoot. He's oh. been, uh, you know, facing some scrutiny for sitting out games, sat, sat out the game against Denver, um, and then came came in and played against Golden State, I think the next game was, and he got hurt and fucked up his knee some more. Uh, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks for the Sixers that. You know, he's going to be out for four weeks. That was just mismanagement by the whole Sixers team, though, yeah. by not listing him on the injury report. Right. And you're just feeding into the speculation. Yeah. Like, you didn't do Joel any services at all. No. And then he had to go be like, oh, I'll prove it. And then got legitimately hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's their it's fault. Stupid. And then, uh, and then two, two kind of hot names in the Pacers trade, trade rumor mill I've seen today is Isaac Okoro and uh, Andrew Wiggins as two names that Indiana's potentially interested in. Hmm. And, uh, Jake, I have a question for you. What exactly does Andrew Wiggins bring to the Pacers that anyone else on the team can't bring right now? Uh, nothing. Okay. The All right. There you go. That's I what like, I thought. I like, too. Isn't he kind of butt this year? Yeah, he has not been very good. Every, ben Matherin gets a lot of heat on this Indiana Pacers team. He's he, an older Ben Matherin. <laughs> his averages, Ben Matherin's averages this year are better than Andrew yeah, Wiggins. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, that that name interested me. I don't know if that would include like. Uh, I've seen some stuff where like they have to attach an asset with Andrew Wiggins for someone to take him on. So maybe that's something like that, but uh, here's yeah, the problem. I saw that. And I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I've brought this up to save and I don't think I brought this up to you. I've, 
I go on basketball reference a lot to look out the salary breakdowns of all these teams. Just as I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pacers next year have no money. We're going to have the same exact team. The only money that we can allocate is going to go all to Pascal Siakam. This team's going to be exactly the same except for minus Obi Toppin and minus Buddy Heald because we'll be capped out. Herb does classically does not go over the salary right. cap. I understand his business model. I get it. You're a small market team. You can't go $40, $50 million over the cap like some of these teams do. So I don't understand where these notions are coming from that we can add an Andrew Wiggins to this team that makes $25 million next year and then pay Pascal. Right. So I don't know where this is coming from or how it even works. Mm-hmm. We'd have to get rid of an asset that like people really like, like a Jairus Walker's contract, one of jackson or jalen smith like i don't understand giving up those assets to make the cap work it doesn't make sense to me when i'd rather have those assets that's all i'm saying that's fair i agree with that i agree coro i'm more in on if we can sign them to a team-friendly deal right because that could fit Mm -hmm. you can make it work but wiggins makes no sense in any world a coro makes sense because you're hoping that he turns into another like aaron neesmith type of player that, that you know where it's like you know first round pick didn't really work out in the first spot but is he from that same draft that we have? Everybody? He is. Is yeah. he in the same draft? Yeah. yeah. So it's Hell like, yeah. uh, like the sixth or eighth pick from that draft. Yeah. Keep stacking them, baby. Yeah. So that that would be a guy I wouldn't mind bringing in just to. But he's just the worst Ben Mather. Yeah, I get that. But he. <laughs> but at least he's an asset. Yeah. You know? I mean, I do agree. I'm yeah. just saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, when does he play? How many minutes does he play? What does it take away from our current team? Yeah. Like, I just can't make it work in my mind yeah i would i would imagine that a buddy healed would be going to cleveland maybe and you know you split some of those minutes up maybe i have no idea yeah but trade buddy anywhere you want i don't yeah. care at this point yeah <laughs> i'm i'm all in on Nakoro just for the sole idea of continuing to stack guys from that exact yeah. draft i like that it's worked out well so far jalen smith who else do we have obi top and jalen smith tyrese halliburton and aaron neesmith yeah yep. pretty good pretty good and we didn't pick in that draft originally at all. Yeah, we didn't pick any of them. No. Yeah. No, like, I don't think we picked anyone. Yeah, well, I, I know. First round yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, well, I think that about wraps I want to talk up. about one more thing. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. What is your guys' opinion on these new Apple Pro Vision things? They're, like, brand new came out. People are wearing them Scary. in the public. People are wearing them courtside. Facebook did it first. It's yeah. Google Glass the, first. The MetaQuest. It's it's all stuff that's already existed, but now because it has the Apple, Apple name right. on it, Apple's marketed it so well that it's right. It's like okay, I gotta have it. Well, that's what Apple does a great job of with their marketing is that like people are Apple branded that have Apple things feel like they need every Apple product because they do sync well together. Yeah, and yeah. they do work. I think they're user interface is a little bit better than Windows sometimes, but like people get so branded to it. But are there any improvements? Do you know? I mean, I think it's just it's the seamlessness of the ecosystem. You right. get your apps, your messages, all of that is all synced to you know your Apple ID, all that crap. I just think it looks so stupid. And right. Like, you know, we're truly living a real life Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. Like people walking around on the streets with them. It just looks so goofy to me. It's a dystopian hell right. watching people walk around. Do you think though there's a on. world where we have to do this like in the future where like you have to have one and you're falling behind kind of vibes? A world that I plan to be dead for. <laughs> <laughs> you and Billy Ray. I don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, that. Yep. I plan to be long gone before that's What do you think Parsons? Acquired. I mean I think it's the technology is incredible. I mean the. Would the, you wear one if you had one? 
I wouldn't wear it out in public, but if I right. like had one at home and like I could watch every NBA game in front of me, like on one fucking thing, that I would do it. Yeah, I, I think that's where my like cutoff comes for it too. I would use it for my own entertainment purposes, or if it could make work more seamless somehow, that's great. Yeah, but wearing them out in public and just drawing random attention to yourself, like what are you really going to get done on the subway? Right. You know, right. with using that. Yeah, I mean it's it's not the same because I know like. Uh, what I'm about to talk about is much easier to like kind of take in. But when the AirPods first came out, everyone thought like, why the fuck would you wear those? They look like fucking toothbrushes coming out of your ear. That's stupid. And now everyone has AirPods. Now I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing as this, but right. You know, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be more like, uh, culturally like acceptable to see a guy on the bus wearing a fucking vision pro doing God knows what on there. Yeah. And I'm I'm all for efficiency and obviously like technological advances, all that. Like, but yeah, like to your guys' point, I am already like attention avoidant in public anyway. So right. it's like I'm not gonna be wearing that out in public. No, right. my ass will like gladly. But I test also it out at home, like chill, watch sports, whatever. Like, right. yeah, if it makes work better, cool. But I just cannot see myself like in a society where it's like. That's the public norm that like, but I'm the outlier because I'm not wearing right. my headset. You I know? guess in Apple's defense, I don't think they're really marketing it to like be out in the wild and doing this. Everything no, they are. Look at the commercials. Well, everything I've seen is just like stuff that you're inside the house and you're watching. True. Like maybe it's just the stuff I've seen. But like this, uh, I have not seen a commercial where it's like, oh, yeah, go on the fucking bus and read your emails on your vision. And maybe Pro. that's more like content creators are doing I de- it I've for, seen you know, stuff on Twitter where people and, are doing it and like that's how you go viral like oh look at this fucking moron in his right. vision pros and shit but uh yeah I don't know I I, I don't know it's it's a very interesting piece of technology there, for sure to me there's just a line of like cool technology and like advancements and again like efficiency like I'm sure if you have a job that you need to be on a computer and see five screens at mm-hmm. once or whatever like yeah it would be super beneficial to have that but just that you are truly completely closing yourself off to actual reality yeah. to do all of that. Well, they do have There's a just feature a, that you can like, it it's just like makes pass it through. clear. Yeah. Right. But like, you're still looking at the real world through right. a lens. Right. And right. that's the aspect to me of like, I understand why it's beneficial for some people, but it just, the idea of completely cutting yourself out from the actual reality of the world is scary. Yeah. Big time. And, yeah. With it being Apple, right? Like the barrier to entry is much, it's a harder thing to get into because $3,500, if you wanted an Apple vision pro or needed one for whatever reason, maybe work starts to mandate it for your job. You have to have this not like some people can't like shell that out willingly and be like, okay, this is fine. Like (laughs) not everyone can shell four grand and it's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Right. You know, like I just think it's, it's still got a ways to go before it's like, so Ben, I have a question for you. You said MetaQuest did this first. Yeah. Well, so that was like, I feel like this was the whole concept with MetaQuest. So is the Oculus and everything. Right. But people geared it more towards gaming. Okay. So I can't versus this is like, this is like the, an entertainment, like this your, is your whole world, like, like right? Yeah, it, this, is like this is like more like your phone, lifestyle. yeah, right. right, right, yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing. I'm gonna sound like a boomer. Parsons already had this take, kind of. So thank God, I'm just kind of piggybacking <laughs> off that take. Okay, boomer. But, yeah, I just 
in so in this past year, I had season tickets to the Colts, and we talked about going to the Colts games. And I, I, me and my wife, one of our favorite things to do together is to go to live music. Weird flex. You have a wife. <laughs> go to live music. Okay, boomer. What? Did you, what are you getting married? <laughs> Half this podcast has wives, so don't just give me shit. Uh, we go to these concerts. I, I make it. I've made it a point in the last eighteen months of my life to not pull my phone out. I try to live in the moment. You brought this up. Don't pull your phone out at the concerts. I don't take pictures at concerts unless there's a picture of the people mm-hmm. I'm with, not like of the band. I don't take pictures at football games anymore of like the stadium like mm-hmm. I used to. And it's just like I, f- I have actually felt like a better experience there when I am just right. experiencing it. And sure, I might not have pictures to remember it by. I'm gonna have these memories as long as I have my mm-hmm. mind, I guess. But I just. I don't know if I want to live in a world that's so dystopian either. That scares me for sure. I don't think there's ever going to be a, a world that we live in that you're going to an NFL game and everyone, not everyone, but like a good amount of people are wearing like VR headsets. Right. Well, it's not even about the VR headsets. It's just about whatever's coming next in the next 30, yeah. 40 years. You just yeah. don't know. And I'm sure I'll try to adapt as much as I can, but I'm definitely going to be one of those old people. It's like, how do you use this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Big time. Uh, ben? Oh, I mean, I give it 10. What? I got 10 more good ones left in me. <laughs> Jesus I, I, got, I ain't got to worry about 40. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It don't matter what's ben, going on. Ben is so dark. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah for the people that don't know Ben, that listen to this podcast, they're like, oh my God, but this is, just, this is normal for us. Yeah, it's a, normal it's a running, running bit he likes. I'm, I'm literally picturing this dystopian hellscape of a classroom where me as a teacher is like, all right, kids, get out your vision pros. And it's just 20 small children with their fucking virtual reality goggles on learning. Well, who knows? By the end of your career, maybe you're not even meeting in a singular building. Maybe that. everybody is staying in your your AI teachers, bro. Let the robots show you what to it's do. Not you don't AI need teachers, me. but I'm saying it's me. all virtual. We're all doing. Think of COVID Zoom I'll virtual t- to a hundred times. That yep. was Meta's like shtick. It was like, really? oh, this is gonna change and revolutionize the way that we teach and do like class instruction. But I'm just thinking, we already are have like. People already acknowledge that there is a problem with like screen time and kids being plugged in all the time. How is kids? Yeah, like immersing them in a headset's not gonna make that any better. Yeah, I think I think society's huge problem that we have with all this technology is that like nobody's getting socialized to other people anymore. So now when people go out in public, they're not socialized to deal with dealing with people. Right. (laughs) And the tough part about it too is if you try to pull them back, I mean you kind of are doing them a disservice, right? Because then they're because the world moves on. Then they're technologically yep. like they have a deficit, right? They yep. they can't operate this iPad like someone else can at the same level or same right. age. Like it's it's a two way street. There's right. there's a lot of debate, but I just wanted to bring it up because it's well, it's interesting to me. Yeah, big time. All right, let's get rid of all the technology and start <laughs> over. You want to go times. full uh, Oregon Trail, baby? I'm trying to go back to flip phones. I'm, well, okay. Hold As on. I was say, we talked a- about asterisk. this the other day. <laughs> I I saw the Razer flip phone, the smartphone, the smartphone, and I was like, "Is this my segue back into flip phones? Back into T nine? I uh, was I don't know. I was a little worried. Satan was going to go full Ted Kaczynski there for a minute. <laughs> I was thinking about. It. <laughs> oh, God. I kind of pulled back. If you don't know who that is, Google it at home. I uh, I pulled back a little bit on on what I was thinking originally to make it acceptable. <laughs> So you're not wrong. (laughs) All right. That about wraps us up for episode 47 of the second unit podcast. I really appreciate everyone listening. Please follow us on dear government. I was joking. (laughs) It's a joke. It's a joke.
Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Facebook, or Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to start making some TikTok videos. Me, me and Jake uh, kind of started talking about that. And then uh, also episode 50 coming up, Milestone. It's going to be the second unit origin story. Oh, hell yeah. The, the long-awaited origin story of our friendship will be discussed episode 50. So in about a month. So get ready for I'm that. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week with uh, recapping the Super Bowl and all the other stuff that, that's going to happen. But until then. Jake, this one's for you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Daryl Waltrip. Oh, boogity, boogity, yeah. boogity.